Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Healing Yourself with Francesca Rowe. I am Francesca Rowe and I'm so grateful and happy to have all of you here with me today to discuss all things healing yourself and the healing journey and everything that comes along with that. So, hello everybody, how are you doing? I hope you're doing well. I am. I'm really happy to be here with you all, like I said. And today's topic is one I'm excited about because it's very all-encompassing. And I feel like actually in every episode we've had, I've I've definitely talked about this because it is so all-encompassing. But I figured that it deserved its own episode because there's just so much that goes into this and... Yeah, that is the topic of love. Yay, love. We love love. (laughs) I want to talk about love today because, yeah, it goes into everything. I feel like in every episode, we talk about love and loving ourselves and different kinds of love. And, you know, there are so many different kinds of loves. There's self-love, which is super important and I feel like is the basis for all loves. And then there's, you know, romantic love. There's friendship love. There's family love and there's more than that I'm sure but yeah those are kind of the big ones and I want to touch on I guess all of them we'll see what I feel called to do I didn't really plan too much for this because I was on my hike this morning and I just kept thinking about the topic of love and the different kinds of loves in my own journey with love and loving myself and loving others so I figured that was a little sign from the universe to get on here and talk about it and you know sometimes I plan what I'm gonna say a little bit never too much because I just want it to be authentic and sometimes the best the best stuff or you know not the best but sometimes the magic can happen in the unplanned things or often it can I find so yeah we'll see what happens today but I'm excited I want to go over I want to talk about how we navigate love as we're healing and how our relationship to love changes as we heal and as we're healing and how the work we do in healing how that affects all the love in our life yeah because it really does and it's certainly affected me so much and I know that since I've started my healing journey the way I view love has completely changed my relationship to love and all the different types of love in my life has completely changed which I don't feel like it's surprising like you know so much changes for us as we heal and I feel like love is really at least self-love is really the the center and the core of this work isn't it in some ways you know because we're healing wounds and traumas and all that stuff but isn't the the real goal to come home to ourselves you know to strip all the stuff away from society and all the the trauma we've experienced and the wounds we've experienced and the hurt and the pain we've experienced and taken on and just strip that back away to reveal our souls which are love you know so essentially this journey really just takes us back home to ourselves and by learning to love and learning to love ourselves we are just coming home and I find that so beautiful and that's really what this journey has felt like for me when it comes to love because I feel like love can be kind of a loaded word and definitely used to make my ego feel a little shaky but now it feels like to me love is just peace you know or it feels very peaceful and I feel that not that that's the goal that we should feel with love but I feel that love without peace isn't really love I don't know I feel like in society we have such interesting relationships to the word love and it can be yeah like I said a loaded word but yeah let's unpack that word because I want to talk about it today all right so without further ado let's get into today's episode 
So love, 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 love. We love love. Um, I would like to start with, I guess, self-love because I feel that that is very much so the root of all other loves, you know? How can we love another if we don't love ourselves? And that little phrase, that quote in general, is something that I knew very well before I even woke up on my spiritual journey and before I started living intentionally and healing myself. You know, I knew that phrase, I used that phrase, and and yet, when I look back, I I know that the way I love myself now is so much more fully and deeply than the way I did then, and if I was being kind of hard on myself, I would probably look back, and sometimes it's easy to look back and to just like wash something over the entire experience or ex- your entire, yeah, experience, and I could look back and be like, oh, I didn't love myself at all. And in some ways, my actions didn't align with loving myself, but I feel like sometimes on here, I don't give myself enough credit, you know? I'm like, oh, I never did this, I never did this, and that's not true, you know? I didn't always look for love outside of myself, but I very much so looked for that to be the final marker of love in my life, if that makes sense. Like, I would give myself love in in ways here and there, not even really consciously, just more habit, or just because I did love myself in some ways, but I feel that that if I wasn't getting the ultimate love, which to me was outside love, then I had no gratitude or appreciation for the love that I already had within me. And I had little ability to recognize that love as well. And that made me feel like I didn't have any love in my life when, you know, as we've discussed, we always have love, we always have ourselves, and we're always so readily willing to love ourselves, our souls are, if our egos can just get out of the way and allow that to happen. And that eventually did happen to me when I woke up and when I, yeah, but I want to talk about how things were for me before and how they are now. And although we have talked in the past about some steps to get to loving ourselves, I just think there's more than I'd want to go into detail of. So yes. So where do I begin? Um, hmm. Well, I mean, I can't really start at the beginning of my life. That would just be way too long and you all don't want to hear that anyway. Um, you know, I think as a child, I don't really think, I didn't think about how I loved myself. I don't think many children have that on their mind. They don't have the awareness yet. But I guess just going through life and as I got older, you know, becoming a teenager and then going to college, throughout all that time, I very much kind of taught myself, but it was because of what I was experiencing, that I could give love to myself. But like I said earlier, that the real love, that the ultimate love, the highest form of love was love from another. Because I remember hearing phrases and terms and sayings like, you know, if you don't love yourself, you can't love anyone else and stuff like that. And I would logically be like, yeah, that's true. But deep down, I felt like, oh, but the love that others give to me feels so much better than the love I give to myself. It feels more real. It feels more because it's coming from someone else. Like I really felt like the love that I could give to myself wasn't as powerful as the love that I could get from another, which is just so not true. And it kept me in this, this, this lack of love because I was constantly validating to myself that the love I had to offer for me wasn't good enough. It was not as good as something another could give me, which when I was constantly putting my own happiness second, and I was constantly putting my true wants and desires and needs after another. And I, I was constantly abandoning myself because I was rejecting the love that my soul had to give for me that whole time. It was like, oh, this is fine. You know, it's a placeholder. It's not enough though. It's not, it doesn't feel as good as when this person likes me or when these people compliment me or when I get invited here, you know? So 
feel like that was where I was led astray. And I feel like it's not, I don't blame myself and I don't blame others that feel that way too. I feel like in society, you know, it's so easy for us to fall into that trap because we're constantly getting fed that we need stuff outside of ourselves just as a consumer in a consumeristic society in a capitalistic society. It's all about like, what can we get that will make our worth more literally, right? Like, and so of course I was measuring love the same way I measured capitalistic wealth. I was measuring it as as like, I have to receive this outside of myself in order to have it. Like the love that I could give to myself didn't feel real enough or it just, yeah, it felt like a placeholder is the best way I can explain it. And maybe you've experienced that too. And it was almost like, I kind of knew that that didn't make sense. That like the love I give myself, I wanted it to be enough, but it just didn't feel like enough. And that was really frustrating to me. I was like, why, why don't I feel like I can love myself as well as another can? And it's because I hadn't learned how to love myself and I had learned through society and the experiences I'd gone through that the best way to experience love was from something outside of myself. And that's just such a lie. It's not true. And the more I've been on this journey, the more I've been learning what it really means to love myself. And it's not so easy to explain or to grasp or to talk about because it's ever changing. And I think that's been one of the biggest things I've learned about love is that loving yourself, it's it's about meeting yourself where you are, you know, because I feel like in society, there's so many accounts now and like with TikTok and, and Instagram and all these influencers, everyone's got a different idea of how you should live your life to be the happiest version that you can. And some of it is so helpful. And I, I follow some accounts like that of like, you know, these wellness accounts of people who just, they do post their highlight reel and they make their life seem perfect. And I, you know, I'm able to, I know the truth. That's, they're not showing us the whole story, but I do still buy into some of that because I enjoy the, the motivation, the inspiration of like seeing somebody living in wellness. But, but even those accounts that promote self-love through taking care of themselves, I realized that just following something like that blindly, that wasn't self-love, you know, like these accounts where every single day, you know, there's like the that girl trend. I don't, I don't really use TikTok, but that's made its way into all of mainstream. So I've heard of that, you know, like people who get up at like 6am every day and work out and like clean their apartment and like whatever, they're just always seem to be like on it. And I realized that that wasn't really self-love. And it's not saying that those people don't love themselves. But I realized that self-love is waking up one morning and feeling like you got hit by a truck because healing will do that to you as we discussed in Ascension Symptoms, if you listen to that one. Sometimes we just feel awful (laughs) because we're just going through so much internally. But anyway, you know, I'll wake up not feeling great and then self-love that day is not getting up and pushing through and doing an intense workout, you know, even though that's what these wellness influencers might be promoting. That's not what self-love always looks like. I realized that self-love truly is meeting myself where I am, not judging myself. Because I feel like as a child, when we grow up, I feel like judgment is the biggest thing that gets in the way of being who we are. I feel like society gets in our, our ways. Society, we start noticing how things in society are. We start becoming aware of the fact that people judge people. Like, judgment in itself is really, I think, society's downfall because... The thing that makes children so magical is that they're not affected by judgment. They don't judge themselves because they don't, they don't judge others. And they, and judgment is not something we're born intrinsically with, you know, it's something that we're taught. It's such a shame, but I feel like learning to love myself again and love in general is really about not having any judgment 
You know, when you love someone unconditionally, you don't judge them for their perceived flaws or their shortcomings or whatever. You love them unconditionally, not even in spite of their flaws, but also for them. You love them because of that, that special thing that maybe they hate about themselves. You love because that makes them who they are. It makes them unique. And I feel like that's the same with self-love. It's it's loving yourself because and including all that society has told you not to love about yourself. And, and even if there's stuff that you do want to change, it's still being able to say, well, I can still love myself right now. I can still accept myself right now. I don't judge myself. And I know we've talked about not judging ourselves before. That's nothing new. But that's really what I've discovered in total as a whole with self-love. It's not just having a good routine and it's not just like self-care. I mean, it is self-care, but as we've discussed, self-care always looks different. So loving myself can mean staying in bed all day. Like it can, you know, it doesn't look like that for me every day, but it can. And sometimes it looks like that for me more than one day in a row. And sometimes that can be really hard not to judge. But that's all of the learning. And, you know, self-love is a lifelong journey. And I'm always deepening my self-love. And it first and foremost just comes from accepting myself, you know? Like, I, if, if I wake up not feeling so great, my ego wants to ask why. And what did I do? What could I have done differently yesterday? What can I do differently today? And I just, all this guilt wants to flood in. And the real self-love comes from saying, so what? So what? And I still love myself. All that stuff. And I'm still amazing because, because I am. And if you're not going to think that way about yourself, like how on earth and how in the universe can you expect anyone else to? And not that anyone else thinking that about you should be the goal, but it really does start from within. And I've found that as I've worked on healing myself, I know that this time of healing myself is for a reason because honestly, the love that I have in my life right now does mostly come from myself. And I want to talk more about that. Um, you know, I guess I'm going to jump around a bit. So yeah, when I was at my lowest in New York City, I obviously did not have much self-love. I didn't really know how to give myself self-love. And I was looking for love outside of myself. And I think I've mentioned before that I had, I was going through a heartbreak and I was losing friends, or like one friend, I was losing friends, and I was living alone, and you know, I had always prided myself, as I've talked about, on being independent, but I'm now able to see, and I've learned through my healing, that a lot of that independence wasn't even for myself, it was for others, it was so other people could see me being independent, and would talk about me in kind ways, instead of in mean ways, like I was just always focused about, like, focused on what other people were thinking of me, because I'm very self-aware, and I think many of us are, but that's not necessarily a helpful thing because when you're super aware, you're always sensitive to how others are perceiving you. You're sensitive to, oh, if I say this, people are going to say this. If I wear this, people are going to say this. If I hang out with these people, people are going to say this. If I post this, people are going to say this. And if it sounds exhausting, that's because it absolutely is and it absolutely was. And if you're not crippled by the need to please others like I was, then you are so fortunate because it is so exhausting living for other people and being in that position. I didn't even realize that's what I was doing. But yeah, all that to say, my independence wasn't even really authentic because it wasn't for me. It was for others. And, you know, I still want to give myself some credit. Like, I still was independent, but it just, a lot of it wasn't about me energetically. It was about other people. And so when I was going through these hard times in New York, I really was looking for love outside of myself and I was looking for others to make me feel happy and whole and loved and 
when that love was taken away from me through heartbreak, through losing friends, through just living alone and feeling lonely, I didn't know what to do with myself. And because I didn't know how to love myself, I just felt like there was no love in my life. And I, I kept looking for love outside of myself because I didn't know how to self-soothe or heal at all in a way that was helpful. So, you know, getting over heartbreak, I was like self-medicating a lot, like drinking heavily a lot more than anyone in my life did know or even does know. So you might be learning something new about me right now too. And I mean, it was nothing like I was never addicted to alcohol or anything like that, but I was definitely using it to self-medicate and just, of course, didn't work. It just made me more, more sad. And I just tried to numb out my feelings and that didn't work. And I, you know, I, I tried going out with like so many guys. I just would go on random dates with people that I didn't care about or didn't even want to go out with. And I would just, I would just pregame in my apartment all alone and like get really drunk and then just be going on these dates with people, barely even able to like remember who they are, anything about them, not interested at all. And then just leaving like I'm so sorry to these poor people <laughs> that had to experience experience me while I was going through this time because I was just looking for love outside of myself when it was taken away from me and I I it was a mess it just made me more sad than I ever had been before and that all led to me being at my lowest place you know because I was just constantly looking for love outside of myself when I was heartbroken when really what that heartbreak was begging for was my own love and that's why none of that stuff worked. It just made me more heartbroken and more sad. And that's why when finally COVID hit and I went home, that's when I really was able to get serious about my healing and realize that literally now I can't turn outside of myself for love. I have to figure this out. I have to figure out how to love myself because I don't even have the option to love outside of myself anymore. And that's why I really do feel like everything is meant to be because the universe was like, no, you can't keep numbing your pain. You can't keep trying to just go to the next thing or the next person like that's just not going to work you have to deal with this pain and yeah so that's when I really started working on healing myself and it's not like it happened overnight you know it really came from all the love that I had thought I accumulated being stripped away from me so that the universe could show me that none of that was ever meant to be where I was going to find love anyway the only place I was ever going to really find true love was inside of myself because other people can give us love you know, and that's so valuable. I'm not saying it's not, but they can't fill up our cup for us. Even if they, we do, you know, spend some, spend time with someone we love. Yeah, we'll feel great afterward, but then, you know, we need our next fill, you know, like we, it'll never be enough because we keep outsourcing. And I also did that in so many ways, like with social media, you know, I used to really care about Instagram and I used to, because it was like a high, you would, I would post a photo that I had perfectly taken and it was like perfectly filtered and perfectly edited with like a, a witty caption or like something that I thought was funny or cute. And then I would get all these likes and it would make my ego feel so boosted and I would feel like such a cool person and such a queen. And then guess what? Like very soon after all that would come crashing down and I would need my fix again because I wasn't giving it to myself. I was constantly outsourcing. And so another thing that I did is when I came home and I started healing, I remember, I think this was also just because of my spiritual journey in general, but I, I had just like stopped using Instagram for, I think it must've been months. Like there were times where I think this was like right after I woke up. So I was like very much still on like my ego death mindset where like anything about the ego or 
society was just like such a turnoff to me. I would try to open the Instagram app and just be so disgusted and so turned off and I would just immediately close it because I was like, none of this stuff matters. Likes don't matter. Your pictures don't matter. None of this stuff anybody is posting or talking about matters. And I was just like repulsed. And it was just so funny because I had to have that experience to understand how I had been living and how I wanted to live and how I do live now. Because I mean, I really can't even express enough how like everything about who I am, how I feel about myself, where I get my love from, how I feel about Instagram and whatever society and and just all that stuff. It's just like literally done a 180. And it's just so interesting because I never thought that I could change so much or that any person could change so much. But I feel like this has been my truth the whole time. And it just goes to show how society can really get in our heads and get in the way of the truth, which is that we are love. It is not something we have to source outward for. It is in us. And it's something that I'd heard before, you know, as we've talked about, these are not new concepts, but the ability to embody it is something that I developed as I healed. And I really want to talk more about that because, yeah, we've talked about love so many times, but I feel that we all so, so deserve to to feel the truest love that there is, which comes from within. And... I really feel like we all deserve a chance and the opportunity to cultivate that. And I know we all can, and we're all so deserving of that. And it really does start with just accepting yourself where you are. And that was the most, I guess that was the most radical for me experience of understanding how to love myself is understanding that I really just had to accept myself where I am because as we're healing and as we're on the healing journey it's inevitable that like we have goals we are trying to become the best versions of ourselves that we can we're trying to heal because we know where we've been we know those dark places we know how horrible we felt in the past how low how empty and alone we felt and we never want to feel that way again so we want to do everything that we can to make sure that that never happens to us again But sometimes by doing that, I feel we can get into these mindsets where it's very easy to judge ourselves because we just want to keep getting better. It's so earnest, you know, we just really want to do better for us, not for someone else, for us. And so in that sense, it can sometimes feel okay to judge ourselves because we feel like we're holding ourselves accountable. But there's a difference between holding yourself accountable and judging yourself. And accountability isn't always the most helpful in learning to love yourself because, because, The only thing you really need to be accountable on your journey of love is whether you're accepting yourself. Like I said, it's whether you are meeting yourself where you are. Because if every single day you're constantly saying, oh, but I need to be here, I need to be here, I need to do this better and this better, then what about the you now? You're literally abandoning yourself in the moment. And it's so easy to leave the present. I know. I used to always live in the future or the past. It was so hard for me to be present. And it's still something I work on all the time and I always will work on, you know? But understanding that we can only love ourselves when we're willing and courageous and brave enough to meet ourselves where we are and that does take bravery and that does take courage so give yourself the credit that you deserve because it's not easy I mean it's a kind of thing where in theory it's easy it's a simple idea but the execution is certainly not easy it takes so much practice and and it's inner work you know it's not like oh if I just stretch every day then I'm gonna get more flexible it is, but it's it's harder. It can be harder to see the results. It's not linear. I mean, many things in life are linear, but it's certainly not linear. And and the best way I feel to move forward on our healing journey is to just take a breath and just meet yourself where you are and accept it. And so many times, it's so funny, I found time and time again, no matter what I'm working on healing, whenever I'm feeling like a struggle, 
in moving to the next step or my ego perceives it to be a struggle because essentially I feel like we're always where we're meant to be on our healing journey. So your perception of a struggle might just be that your soul needs this extra time on that lesson, you know? Anyway, it's, it's about meeting yourself where you are and saying, hey, that's okay. Like maybe you've been working on you want to eat less processed food or whatever. You're on a health journey. And and yesterday you like ate really well and then at night you like just gorged yourself in cake and you wake up in the morning and you're feeling really guilty and shameful. And you might want to just beat yourself up all day or exercise really hard or restrict what you're eating all day and only eat vegetables. But, you know, that's not self-love. What's really the most loving in that moment is to just give yourself a big energetic hug or a real hug. I do that a lot, so I recommend that. Just give yourself hugs in general. But it's to say, hey, it's okay. It's to be that nurturer that you maybe didn't have when you were little. It's to be that friend or that lover or that confidant that you always wished was there or maybe that you had and went away or whatever your experience is. It's to be that that best friend, that big brother, that big sister, that parent, that lover, whoever you didn't have, whoever you wanted, it's to be that for yourself. And, you know, you wouldn't expect somebody who loves you very much to, like, shame you or guilt you. But it's so interesting how we are so quick to do that to ourselves. And we're we're like, oh, no, but we're just holding ourselves accountable, you know. But there is a difference. And what good does it do to shame yourself? It just makes you feel worse. And then you're less likely to move forward. You're more likely to stay where you are or even backtrack because you're not confident in your ability to move to the next level because you're shaming yourself for where you are right now. And how can you move forward if you're shaming your present self? Because the future is just an extension of the present. Shaming yourself has no place in loving yourself. And it's it's something I feel like society has taught us to do. And it's not like shame and guilt are always bad. You know, if you, you never feel guilty, you, you know, we've talked about this before, like it's only natural that a human with like a full range of their emotions is going to sometimes feel bad or guilty. But when we shame ourselves, we're just doing to ourselves what society has been doing to us all along and what we're essentially trying to get away from on our healing journey. When we accept where we are, we find ultimate freedom and when we meet ourselves where we are, we find ultimate acceptance. And anytime I feel frustrated with where I am in my healing journey or with myself or anything, when I just take a breath and remind myself that where I am is perfect right now and it's where I'm meant to be, when I tell that to myself, even if my ego doesn't want to believe it, I feel the energetic weight immediately take off from my shoulders because you just realize on top of all the other outside stresses that we always have to navigate, why add that burden to yourself, you know? It's not helping you at all. If anything, it just makes you feel small. It makes you feel bad and it's not helping you to grow, really. Think of yourself as a little child. If a child had made a mistake, you wouldn't berate it. You wouldn't shame it. You wouldn't guilt it. What would you do? You would try to make it feel inspired and motivated to get back up and try again or try something maybe in a different way this time, you know? Be gentle with yourself. Allow yourself to be where you are. And when I've allowed myself to be where I am, that's when I feel that my next step is able to come in. I'm able to find more clarity and I'm able to get up and keep going and I'm able to move forward more quickly because I'm not spending so much time mad at myself for where I am. And one big area of my life where I've had to honor where I am is love. You know, I moved to L.A. It's almost been a year, which is wild. Um, oh, my God. It's been like 10 months, I think-ish. Whatever. It's been a while. And, you know, I moved here with some people, um, but I really didn't know anyone mostly when I moved here. And 
being on this journey has not made it the most easy for me to just step into this new life. I mean, it has, but just in a way that other people might not understand. Like I've said it before, but I do spend a lot of my time alone and you know, we're never really alone (laughs) as we've talked about, but I do spend a lot of my time alone and that is intentional. You know, I'm very particular now about who has access to me and my energy and I, I'm not like, come one, come all. I want to be friends with everybody. Like, I'm very, very, very selective. And not in like a snooty way, just more of a, I'm just so intentional about how I live my life that the energy that I'm allowing to be around me has to be fulfilling, has to be something that's giving something to me, has to be an equal balance, has to be healthy for me. And I've just found that right now in my life, I'm being called to really spend a lot of time alone. And that's also romantically, you know, like I haven't gone on a single date since moving to LA and I have no intention to do so. And I haven't, yeah, I haven't dated at all. I haven't been interested. I haven't tried to. And that's, again, very, very much my own decision. You know, if I wanted to, of course I could, but I just don't want to. And and sometimes my ego wants to be like, oh, well, you're missing out on so much. Oh, this and that. But no, because I just know now that I'm I'm so much happier spending time with myself than I would be if I was just settling just so I could feel some outside love, do you know? And I feel like so much in life we do this and it's not intentional, but we end up lowering our standards for not just romantic love, but even for friendships and stuff because we just don't want to be alone. And we're like, oh, well, we'll just be friends with them. Yeah, like it's not a big deal. Like, oh, they're fine. Because we're so not used to filling our own cups up that we actually let in more than we maybe would if we were filling up our own cups. And that's been the hugest discovery for me. The hugest, is that, the, is that a word? It's been a huge discovery for me is that once I upped my standards for how I'm treated and I started treating myself the way I wanted to be treated, I realized how much love was being offered to me that did not meet my standards. And I acted accordingly. And, you know, I've said goodbye to so many friends on this journey, friends that I Friends that I never, ever, ever would have thought I would say goodbye to. Friends that I thought were like my soul family, forever friends. And that's been a process, you know? And in some ways it's been easy because my soul just knows so purely now, this is what you can accept and this is what you can't. And it just won't tolerate any less. But it's also bittersweet for my ego because I'm so grateful for every person on my journey. However much time we've spent together, it doesn't matter because I know that that time was beautiful. Even if those people aren't in my lives anymore, even if we're not meant to continue our paths with each other at this time or ever again in this life, that was still so beautiful. And so I'll have like these memories, you know, of of being with friends who I'm not friends with anymore. And I smile and I get happy and it is a little bittersweet, but I just, I'm not able to settle anymore. I'm not able to settle for being treated less than I want to be treated in any type of relationship. And that's been really eye-opening for me because once we start giving love to ourselves, we start to realize just where we were leaking our energy or where we were letting in love that's less than our standard. Because who gets to set the standard on how you're treated? You do. And that is so empowering in itself. You get to decide how you want to be loved. And guess what? The only person who can let you be loved less than you deserve is yourself because you get to accept it or not. I didn't really used to realize how much control we had when it came to that. How, I mean, I guess we do in, we do logically, but I didn't understand. I couldn't embody it yet. I didn't have the understanding, yeah, that I got to set the standard. And once I started treating myself how I wished others had treated me, that's when I realized, oh, wait, 
actually, I'd much rather be alone than accept that kind of treatment because that's not what I'll accept anymore. And it really also started to show me where my standards were for how I wanted to be treated based on where my standards were for how I treated myself. And what I mean by that is I basically started looking at areas of my life. This is before I had really cultivated a sense of love for myself, really, or strongly. I started looking at areas of my life where I felt a lack of love. I started, well, at that point in my life, I had a lot of friends at that point, honestly, but I felt definitely a lack of love in my romantic life. And so I started to think, okay, well, how do I want to be treated romantically? And then I started treating myself that way. And I started to find that I could love myself just as well, if not better, than anybody else, you know? Because there's no way I can't give to myself what another can give to me. I totally can, you know? When I book a role that I'm really excited about for for my career in acting, I literally will say to myself, I'm so proud of you, Francesca, and I'll give myself a huge hug. And, you know, I just got a really exciting thing that I'm really excited about. And so I'm going to, like, take myself to the beach later for, like, a little sunset beach picnic and it's just for me because that's something I would love to do with you know somebody I love so guess what I am I'm gonna do it with me because I love me stuff like that and yeah I started realizing once I started giving myself the love that I had wished others would give me and I started treating myself at a standard that I found acceptable every kind of love that was in my life that wasn't acceptable stuck out like a sore thumb and so I have made some really difficult decisions again like I said I've parted ways with people in just the past months even that I never thought I would, but I had to. I I don't even feel like I had a choice. I feel like once I've started only accepting love that I want and that I feel worthy of, it's like it doesn't matter what my ego wants. It doesn't matter how badly I want to just accept that love. It's not that I don't forgive them. I don't resent anybody. I'm very much at peace with everyone and everything in my life. But I just can't. I can't accept it anymore. And I know that's hard for some people to understand, especially when they've been in your life for so long. But by doing this and making these decisions that I was going to say tough decisions, but in essence, they're truly not tough because they're easy for my soul to make. It's just my ego who might struggle sometimes. But when I do make these decisions, it's like I feel this peace come within me because I'm making amends with myself. And honestly, there's nothing more important than that. I might have falling out with all these people in my life, but if I'm making amends with myself in the process, then that is so beautiful because I am finally honoring me. And the first person I owe honoring, I owe honoring to in my own life is myself. And it's just so funny how in society just we're so we're taught in so many different ways that to not honor ourselves first and foremost. And it's interesting because we might not even think we're not honoring ourselves, but then once we finally start treating ourselves the way we want to be treated, we see how how we've allowed ourselves to be treated less than we deserve. And we're, we have no choice but to, to listen and to act accordingly because our soul is just, our soul's cry is so strong, you know? And I feel like that's a point I got to too. Like I remember when I was first recording this podcast, the very first episode, you know, I didn't wake up that morning knowing that I was going to start a podcast at all. I had had little moments previously where I was like oh maybe like wouldn't that be cool if I could do a podcast oh but no 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 I don't know what I would say like that would never happen and I and I could never put myself out there like that everyone would judge me all these people from my past would think I'm so weird I could never and then that morning it was like I didn't know halfway through the day I just got this incredible urge from the universe and the universe was like start recording get your phone just start recording and then just post it like just because it felt like felt like I got to a point in my healing journey where 
I just couldn't deny what my soul wanted for me any longer. Like I couldn't, I couldn't live in a a fake way anymore. And I, I feel that way in my life now. I can't be fake. And that's caused disruption for many people who were in my life. And it's just, it's definitely changed a lot of my dynamics with others and how I live my life because it's like, I don't really care how much of a ripple effect it creates. I have to do what's right for my soul. And yeah, like when I started this podcast, you know, I, I literally remember so clearly I posted it on Instagram the first time I released an episode and I didn't want to post it. I was so nervous. And I, I mean, I hadn't even spent much time editing it, but the universe was like, you just do it. It doesn't even matter. Just need to start getting these messages out there. And I went to post it and I was so nervous and I was like, all these people are going to judge me. All these people that had been following me at the time were so used to me posting, I don't know, like pictures that were just basically thirst traps and basically just me trying to make myself look as cool and as, as enviable and as attractive and hot as possible. And I knew that's the following I had. And it was a fake following. That wasn't authentic to me. And I knew that when I posted for my podcast, I was going to get one way less interaction. And I knew that there would be people out there talking bad about me and judging me. And I knew that. I'm not just being paranoid. And I knew that because I used to hang out with those people. And that's definitely what they did. So I, I knew that those people were out there. I knew that people were judgmental. They were going to make fun of me. And yet I had to, I had to post it. My soul was like, it doesn't matter anymore. Like you, the pain of being fake is so much worse than the pain of being seen. And I did get so much less interaction. You know, I was used to getting like hundreds and hundreds, sometimes over a thousand likes on my pictures. You know, this, I think I got like maybe 30, 50, I don't know, something so much less. And even then it was like such a relief because I knew that those 50 likes or so that I was getting were so much more valuable than the 800 I used to get because these were actually likes from people who were seeing me and caring about me for me and quality over quantity, you know, and I just felt so deeply in that moment. I'd much rather have 20 people follow me or like me or be interested in what I have to say than thousands of people who are only interested in my body or my looks or how popular I am or the clout they can get from knowing me or being around me, you know, like all that BS. It it just, I couldn't take it anymore. And I really just had to honor my soul and love myself first. And all that is to say that, you know, when we, when we focus our attention on the love we can give to ourselves, we start to automatically just make our lives better and start healing other areas of our lives because we stop tolerating less than what our soul deserves and less than what we really truly want. Not what our ego wants, what our soul wants and craves and always has craved and wanted and knows it deserves. And that's where it starts. You know, it does start with loving yourself. Once you do that, every part of your life starts to change. And every part of my life did start to change. And everything in my life got better. Everything in my life that I wanted to get better when I was fully in ego and looking for life, love outside of myself got authentically better once I just started giving it to myself. And it doesn't even look that way to some people, I know. I mean, when I was at my lowest... I made it look like I was having the time of my life on social media. And I know that because many people told me they thought I was. And no one had any idea that I would—I was actually the most miserable I've ever been in my life. And it's terrifying how easy it is to fake that. But I know it firsthand. I did it firsthand. And it's just so easy. And so I just, I couldn't care less what my life looks like to others now because I know that that's not an indication at all of how my life really is. And I get to measure my life and my happiness by the way I love myself and it's made my life so much more meaningful because now it's actually about me it's not about others 
And that's really first and foremost come from self-acceptance. And even though I do spend all this time alone, I know it's worth it because I know that if I was meant to have all these relationships right now, I would. I know that if I was meant to have all these friends right now, I would. And if I don't, then I trust that that means right now I'm still learning how to love myself. And I know the universe will send me in good people who love me and aren't competitive or envious of me and who, who light me up because they light themselves up first, you know? I know that those will come in for me when they're ready. And just like right now, like, you know, I'm not in a relationship. I don't date anyone. And of course, there are times when my ego is like, oh, it would just be so nice to share this with somebody. Or, you know, I'll see so many couples. I'll like, I feel like all the time I'm just seeing people kissing and holding hands and laughing and being so in love. And... My ego in the past would have seen that, I know, and been like, man, look at this. Everyone's happy about me. Everyone's in love about me. When's it going to be my turn? But now, when I see that stuff, to me, it's just a preview of what I know is going to come for me when it's my time. And I trust that if I were meant to be in a relationship right now, I would be. And if I'm not, then that means that I'm still learning how to love myself. And that's not to say that you stop healing when you're in a relationship or you stop learning how to love yourself or that you can only be in a relationship when you're healed because as we all know, that doesn't even exist. But it's just to say that I trust each period of my life. And like we talked about, I'm accepting and meeting myself where I am. And when I do that, I find peace in this moment. I find peace in where I am and I find peace in this version of myself. Because when I look back on my life, sometimes when it's when I'm, I feel like I need a little sense of the growth I've experienced because it can get hard to see how much we've grown on this journey, you know? I'll look back at pictures from years ago even and it's so spooky sometimes because <laughs> it's just it feels like a different life, a different me. But, you know... I'll look back at those pictures and it is like looking at a dead version of me because I just wasn't awake so it's it's very strange it's much weirder looking back now at pictures than it was before I woke up because it's just a different me I just am a completely different person I feel now but I'll look back and sometimes I feel like all I'm able to see when I look back at those pictures and feel is is my unhappiness at that time I can remember being like I'll look at a picture of me from a while ago and I'll be like oh my gosh I look so cute or and I'll remember, though, being in that time, being so unsatisfied. I'll remember feeling like, oh, you don't look thin enough here, or you don't look pretty enough here, or or this or that, or, oh, you were unhappy about this. And I just remember that all these moments of my life I let pass by that could have been amazing memories. And not that they weren't, not that they lost all their value because of this, but I just remember how much of that time was spent not being happy with where I was in that moment. How much of that time was spent not being in the present moment. Yet all of those moments has made up these memories in this past that I now look back on. And if I want to change that, I have to start meeting myself where I am right now. So that now when I look back at pictures from since I've woken up on my spiritual journey, like I look back from now and to like 2020, and I'm finally able to say, wow, like, yeah, she was going through it then, but she was really meeting herself where she was. I wasn't wishing for a different state of being. I wasn't wishing I was here or there. And I'm able to see all the growth when I look back now. I'm able to see, wow, I was doing this at this point and then I was doing this and I got to here. And like, I'm just able to see all the growth because I'm able to see how I was accepting myself in that moment, which then allowed for more growth. But when we deny where we are, we're denying ourselves the visibility to see where we are. And then it makes it that much harder to move forward. You see, that's what I found at least. And now that I meet myself where I am, which by the way, it's not like, you know, I still have to remind myself of that. 
healing's never linear. Some days, you know, on this journey, you wake up feeling like you've got everything figured out. And then the next day, you can literally feel like you know nothing and you've gone backwards, but you never have. And a lot of times, right before where we take off to the next level, we have to feel crummy, you know? <laughs> That's just the way it works. But now I feel like whenever I even for a moment have a feeling of, of lack, First of all, I'm able to recognize that feeling as, okay, you're not loving yourself fully because anytime I feel myself craving love from outside of myself, I know that there is a need that needs to be met within me and I can love myself deeper. And so that in itself can be a little hint for you when you need to give yourself more love. When you find yourself craving it outside of yourself, you can say, well, where can I give that to myself right now? But anyway, now I feel like like whenever I feel myself wanting love outside of myself, I'm able to ground myself back into the present by meeting myself where I am by literally you can literally just look around or look at your hands or your body or just touch the ground and and center yourself in this moment recognize all that it took to get where you are recognize how where you are right now is somewhere that you a year ago would have dreamed to be at I mean I think about where I was this time last year and it's it's laughable I mean it's on this healing journey, we're changing so much every day. So it's every day feels kind of like a new year, <laughs> but it's insane how much I've changed. And yet in this moment, there's so many more hopes and wishes and dreams and goals that I have. And if I was constantly thinking about them, it would be so easy to overlook all the work I've done because some days it does feel like I'm at square one. I feel like I've started all over and I'm like, Ugh. but I look back at how much I've grown, even just emotionally and, and how much I've changed mentally. That is so important. And each each version of you is crucial to getting you to where you want to be. I've heard this thing floating around now for a, a while, and I really, really enjoy it. It's this, um, it's not a saying, but it's more like a phrase. I don't know, not a quote, whatever. But it's an understanding or, yeah, that that if all your dreams were to come true right now, would you be ready for them? Probably not. And perhaps that's why they're not here yet. I love that so much because, you know, as I've talked about before, I'm an actor. That's my career. That's my passion. That's what I intend to do for as long as I can. And, you know, there is a trajectory for an acting career. It's, you know, there's a hierarchy. There's like, oh, you know, are you doing short films or are you doing features? Are you in movie theaters or are you, you know, like there's, it's a clear hierarchy. There's an easy way to mark if you're successful or not. I mean, there is for many jobs. But anyway, if all my dreams were to come true right now and I won an Oscar today, <laughs> would I be able to handle it? And then I think to myself, actually, no, probably not. You know, with more visibility comes more love, but it also comes more hate. And perhaps the universe is protecting us. You know, if all my dreams were to come true right now, would I, would I be able to handle all the hate that comes with that from anonymous Instagram users and comments? Probably not. And so in that, I recognize that where I am right now is perfect for where I'm meant to be and where I'm going. And perhaps I can't go where I'm meant to go if I don't experience this here and now. You know, recently on Instagram, I posted, not too recently, a while ago on Instagram, I posted, um, I had gotten photos taken, whatever. And, you know, something that's been part of my personal journey that I've kind of talked about on here, you know, is um, accepting who I am, accepting how I look. And I used to fake tan so much because I thought, being tan was better and you know I have blue eyes and I felt like oh if I'm tan with blue eyes and that's like the ultimate attractiveness so I have to have to fake tan because 
blue eyes with pale skin is not as attractive. They're not going to pop as much and then people aren't going to compliment me as much or think I'm as worthy. And so accepting my paleness has been a huge part of my journey, regardless of what that looks like to others. And I made a comment about that on one of my recent posts because I'm here to speak my truth and it's my page and I can do what I want, you know? I don't care what that looks like to others. But I received two anonymous comments from two separate fake accounts. I'm assuming it was the same person because I deleted their first comment. So then they started a new account and made another one. And they were both really hateful comments. And the first one was longer, actually. It was like a paragraph long. And I don't know if this is a person who has known me in the past and doesn't like me or someone totally anonymous who just found my page and doesn't understand me. But they basically tore me to shreds. And they were like, this is a joke. You've had your life easy your entire life. This is the most arrogant thing I've ever seen. There are people out there with actual problems. No one cares about paleness. Like, you're pathetic. All this stuff that was really awful and really was, like, triggering me. And, you know, I just collected my breath and I just, like, forget it. You know, this is what's going to happen. Like, if you want to be an actress, like, eventually you're going to have to deal with this stuff all the time. So this is good practice. (laughs) So I deleted it. And then, sure enough, they created a new account and made another comment being like, wow, I can't believe you delete this. So pathetic. Like, good luck when you're 40 years old, divorced with eight baby daddies. Like, something dumb like that. It was so dumb. But, and, and then I used it as a teachable moment. I, like, put it on my stories. And I was like, hey, when you start speaking your truth, people, you're going to get some people who don't like it, but do it anyway. So I tried to reclaim that for myself, and I think I did a good job. But all that to say, it definitely triggered me. I was in fight or flight. I, like, called my mom about it. I was like, mom, I can't believe what this person just did. Like, I just had to, like, talk it off, you know, even though I knew it was triggering me to teach me. But all this is to say that, you know, we experience everything when we're ready for it. If I were to experience, you know, a ton of success in acting, with that would... I'm sure, come some hate and and maybe I'm not ready for that. And also like the responsibilities, maybe I wouldn't be ready for. And that's for everything in our life that we want. Like if we were to get everything our heart desired right now, would we be ready for it? Perhaps not. And so perhaps that is the universe's protection. And that doesn't mean it's not going to come in for you, but it means that it's going to come in for you when you're ready. And how do you get ready? By meeting yourself where you are right now, by loving where you are right now, by trusting the journey and understanding that every single thing you've gone through has gotten you to where you are. And without each little nuanced individual lesson, maybe you wouldn't be where you are right now and you wouldn't be able to go where you're headed next. It's just so funny. And so, yeah, self-love is really, it's where it all starts. And it starts with meeting yourself where you are and accepting yourself where you are and learning to appreciate it and that appreciation if it's not right away love it will turn into love because you will realize how you've been with yourself every step of the way and how each thing you've gone through with yourself has gotten you ready for the next thing and the next thing and then ultimately has created this beautiful abundance and love in your life and it starts from within you know as within so without and that's certainly with love So yeah, and this is turning into a long episode, and I don't even know if we really, (laughs) what did we even talk about? We know we talked about loving ourselves and meeting ourselves where we are. Sometimes I have to, see, I have to meet myself where I am and not judge myself. My ego wants to be like, did you even give them any advice? Like, or, or you've talked about all this before, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. I feel like I'm human and I'm not perfect and I don't pretend to be and I don't want any of you to think that I'm trying to be or want to be and this is this is just the real authentic reality of it and in allowing myself to just come on here and talk to you all and not even really know what I've talked about or know if I've like said anything that's going to be productive or just 
I just intend that it will, you know, in that I'm meeting myself where I am. And even this is a practice of love. And so I feel that what you can do, and I invite you to start doing is to start meeting yourself where you are in every moment that you feel like you want to change. And when you do that, you will start creating a more and more intimate love for yourself because it's, it's very easy to wash love over yourself and be like, oh yeah, I love myself. But it's in the nuances, you know, it's in the little ways that we love ourselves that really make up to the big ways, I think. And I think the little ways that we love ourselves starts with meeting ourselves where we are and being okay with it is by not judging ourselves. And I realize I say not judging a lot on here, but sometimes I feel like when you speak in the negative, like not judging, it's not as helpful as telling you what to do instead of telling you what not to do. So the way we not judge ourselves is by meeting ourselves where we are and being okay with it. And then we have the ability from that state to to change. But it, that's not the goal. The goal isn't to change our state. It's to accept our state because you don't, have, you don't need to run away from yourself. You don't need to run away from where you are. Like, what if it really was that simple? What if you're okay as you are? What if where you were is okay? What if that's all we're really looking for, you know? What if our inner child all this time has just been looking for the peace of somebody saying to them, it's okay, you're okay where you are is okay, how you feel is okay, what you look like is okay, what you're afraid of is okay, what you desire is okay, what you're guilty about and sorry about is okay, what you wish you could change is okay, you are okay, you know? That comfort, that parenting, that that energetic hug or that real physical hug, just give that to yourself first and foremost and I feel that you will start to feel an ease around this journey and around your love for yourself because you'll realize that love is that effortless. It is just meeting yourself where you are and deciding that that's good enough for you and that's okay and it doesn't mean you don't still have hopes and desires and dreams but you're not letting those desires and you're not letting those goals and those hopes and those dreams take away from who you are right now because who you are right now is beautiful and is just as you're meant to be for this journey that you're on. Who you are right now is going to take you to where you're meant to go and this version of yourself is helping you get there. So love this version of yourself all that you can and appreciate it because you're going to look back at this time and realize how much you were learning and you're going to be so grateful for this version of you. So be grateful for this version of you now. I feel like when you start to do that, you start to see your life filled with more love in a more authentic way, in a more authentic way in every part of your life, in family, in friends, in romantic love, because because you get better at learning what you need for love, what love looks like for you, because everyone loves differently. Your standards change, so you stop accepting less than what your soul truly knows it deserves, even if other people don't understand that. And you really start to empower yourself because you realize that no one can take that away from you. No one can give you love or take it away. I mean, yes, people can give you love and take it away, but nobody can take away your love. Nobody can make you feel loveless or empty because you get to fill yourself up every single day. So yeah, this is a long episode, I know, and I know we didn't even really maybe talk about so many new things, but I just felt like this deserved its own episode, and I hope it was still helpful for you. I hope it at least gave you the the understanding that you as you are now is just as worthy of love as the future you that you hope to be and the past you that you your ego might want to change you know this present version of you is all you've got for your whole life you know so so fill it up with the love as much as you can fill it up with your love 
and I feel like you will see how that radiates into other parts of your life and how your relationship to love changes and what love means to you changes and how it changes for the better because love doesn't become this this prize or this thing that we desperately seek it becomes this understanding that it's always within us we are love we are the prize and it can't be taken away all right I hope you will have a great rest of your day I hope you take some time to meet yourself where you are to accept yourself to give yourself a hug and a kiss to tell yourself it's okay where you are is perfect for where you are and it's a beautiful part of your journey and yeah you are so worthy of love and the best way to to receive love is to give it to yourself so have a great rest of your day as i said all right take care i'll talk to you all later bye